Do, 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 do. Okay, guys. Hello, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Boy, I'm super excited. Um, I have an incredible, incredible guest, an incredible legend. Um, everyone out there, especially the listeners and viewers of Remember Then Radio, will know who this gentleman is. Okay, so um, I have a poem I wrote about this man, but I want him to say hello first and tell you who he is, and then I'm going to read the poem. Okay, so tell everyone who you are. Hi, Jerry. How you doing, sweet pea? My Good. name's Ken, the, um, the uh, lead singer and owner of the casinos. The hit record of the casinos was Then You Can Tell Me Goodbye in 1967, which has now been, in, after all these long years, has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yay, we're all excited. But uh, I'm so, just thrilled to death to be on this show. This lady is a wonderful person and uh, just uh, an addition to our industry, and she does everything she can to help all of us artists, and, and uh, we just love her to death. And I just love you. <laughs> you got it, baby. So, I'm so I, happy to be on your show. I am so happy you're here on Remember Then Radio. I mean, imagine that. So this is yes. the, this is really cool for me that it's Remember Then Radio. You know what I mean? Because yes, my other shows are talk shows and all that, but this is Remember Then Radio. And I have Ken Brady from the casinos here. So that's why this yeah. is so cool. So I'm going to read everyone the poem. Now, I want to let everyone out there know this poem was written a couple of years ago. Uh, when Ken and I met, so you'll hear some things in here. It was from two years ago, about two years ago. Okay, so here goes. Right after the new year, I'm home all alone. As it started ringing, I looked down at my phone. I didn't know the number. From Florida, it read. In radio, I got connections, so hello, I simply said. Hi, is this Jerry Petito? Pablo Reyes gave me your cell. I'm Ken Brady from the casinos. I'm thinking poker. That's my tell. He laughed and started singing. I almost fell off my chair. Then you can tell me goodbye. Lost my breath for a second, I swear. I said, are you kidding? Is this really you? He said, sure is, sweet pea. I didn't know what to do. So I took a deep breath, acting all cool. So how can I help you not seeing me drool? On your radio show, I'd like to be. Keeping composure, I said, let me see. Yeah, I have an opening. You can call in. Let me check my book. Just give me a min. One of the greatest singers is Ken. Back in the 60s, everyone knew him then. When I asked my kid, did she know this man? Are you kidding me, Mom? I'm still a big fan. Then You Can Tell Me Goodbye is a song the world won't forget. Even as a young kid, we played it on cassette. The original casinos... Ken made his debut, now owning the rights, the name given to you. Ken Brady, I love you for all you have done. The music you brought us was such a great run. At 74, two years ago, uh, at 74, you still shocked the world, still singing and touring around, not to mention your love for God. It's in heaven that you will be crowned. Let's not forget your wife. I spoke to Cindy that day. All good men need a woman whispering to you what to say. I must have died and went to heaven. I'm still not sure this is real. Being sung to on my birthday, amazing, you made me feel. Our connection is crazy, now I know why. You and I are both Pisces, our limits, the sky. 
I got to thank Pablo, who I also met. Pablo, we love you. Call and sing a duet. The best part of this, you said we would meet. Live on my show, now that can't be beat. That part of this poem, a year and a half ago, I wrote. You so kept your word, forever got my vote. To New Jersey made your way. Live on my show, you and Cindy Rock made my day, you know. It didn't stop there. The Fribble Tour began, singing in friendlies and all over my land. Gas stations and roadsides, driveways and more. Diners and dives, you sang door to door. Sing it, Ken, was all I said. Your song came out and turned each head. What a blast we sure had. Thanks to Pablo, I gotta add. That didn't end there. An invite to me, your 75th birthday in Florida, I'd be. I stayed at Kathy's, the village's woohoo. At her party for me, you sang to me too. Then off to your bash, I'll never forget. Somebody pinch me. Is this dream over yet? Nah, not by far, my friend. You came back in July to sing at Friendly's at a fundraiser to limits the sky. Now, here we are again, talking on another show. Say hi to Steve and Barb. Remember then, radio. That's for you! <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. I, I, I love that poem. And you know, I've got you hanging on my wall of fame. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're on the Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> that's fantastic. You added to it. I added to it because I had to, yeah. and I had to add. Remember then, radio for Barb and Steve, the Angel. Yes. Love her. Um, so doo-wop Angel. I can't call her Barb. Doo-wop Angel. Doo-wop Angel. There you. Go. There you go. Um, Steve is saying hi to you. Yep. In the chat room, Steve is saying hi. Hi to everybody there. There you go. So, you know, I've interviewed you many times. Um, you know, you have an open... First of all, you anytime you want me to interview you, just let me know. I will move people for Mr. Ken Brady, okay? How's that? Uh, <laughs> so, I love you. You are absolutely one of my good friends now and one of my favorite people. And, you know, I remember um, when I asked my daughter about that. My daughter's now 39, and I remember when I asked her, she cracked up laughing. And she said, Mom, the whole world knows that song. Are you kidding me? You know? And, uh, and I remember she did a little video with her and my granddaughter. Okay? She was only two at the time singing your song for you. Remember that little uh, video? Yes, I do. And then my cousin in Florida had his dog mouthing while the music while the song was going that was a cute video too so everybody loves you when i come up there i, I just look so forward to it uh, jerry because i we have so much fun and the people that i meet uh it's got to be the friendliest town in the whole wide world uh, i mean we just have a blast up there and, and uh so friendly. I mean, that friendly—they just don't do enough for people. Aww. I mean, it's just everything that they do is just is spectacular. Oh, friendlies in Robbinsville. The shoes now. <laughs> I got—I got a package I'm going to send up to you. Okay. I got, I got some shoes and a little gift in there for you and uh, and stuff. So that should be coming soon. I got to get it in the mail. Okay. You know, before we forget, well, thank you so much. Let me let me tell everybody what that means, okay? This is a great outlet for us to talk about this for a minute. So, um, souls for souls, guys. 
I have a young 12 year old boy for his bar mitzvah. He decided he's going to, he's going to gather up donations of 25,000 pair of shoes, new or slightly used. And he's, they're going to be sending them all over the world. And that's what he wants to do for his bar mitzvah. He's already got close to 4,000 pairs, I'm sure, by now. So imagine that, that that's what that child wanted to do. That's unbelievable to me. So that's what Ken is talking about. He's going to be sending me shoes. You're all welcome to do that. I'll get you an address. Um, and we're doing this for souls for souls for this young man. So it's amazing. Thank you, Ken. You're welcome, and I think it's a great thing that this child's doing, oh. and I think it's just as great as what Friendly and you and guys are doing. Thank this you. Thing. So it's a little easy gathering and do things. So it doesn't cost anybody anything. So beautiful. You know, it means so much to the needy yep. and, the, and, and stuff like that. So you got to kind of think of put yourself in a needy situation. And, right. And think what you would like to happen for you. Right. And uh, so, so, so help one another. So beautiful. So I want to play, of course, then you can tell me goodbye. Let's let's play that because I want everybody to hear that song. But before we do, tell everybody a little bit more about it. Well, it was recorded in December the 2nd in uh, 1967. And it went on to the charts and it went all the way to number six and it stayed there for 10 so it became a great it's a song that has such meaning to it if you could just imagine loving someone and they kiss you every morning for a million years imagine that I mean it just means so much uh, and uh, and it's still a great song it's been recorded by other artists I think it's been a hit three different times uh, it's been done in country and then uh, I think Kenny Kenny Rogers did it and uh, I can't think of the country boy's name, but they all made hits with it because it's it's such a catchy tune and it's okay. a beautiful song to this very day. So I'm glad to be affiliated with this group and this song. And, and uh, I was in the right place at the right time. All right, baby. Thank well, God. let's let's play it. <laughs>
go mm, I won't tell you no Just so that we can say we try Tell me you Incredible, uh, absolutely incredible. That uh, keyboard player is uh, Bobby Armstrong. He's he's no longer with us, uh, but uh, he, he personally, I feel like he's the reason why this song was so strong because of that big B three organ he uses on that on that in the music. It's so strong. It's just you know, Leslie. There's nothing like that sound on, on the Leslie organ. It's wow, just tremendous. Wow. <laughs> But, you know, I've heard you sing this song live several times now. Um, and, you know, you performed at uh, a show I did here in July in my town. And I thank you so much for that. And, you know, people thought you were lip syncing. My uncle, who is... I remember that. That's right. My uncle's like 77 now. And he said to me, was he lip syncing? And I brought you over to him, remember? And, yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, everybody was just blown away. What a huge compliment for people to think you were lip syncing. Think about <laughs> I never it. Had say that to Isn't me. that cool? I just, <laughs> yeah, it was really something. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> he that grew, was a great show. That yeah, with the Capris. Yep, it was a great show with the Capris. Oh yeah, it was so awesome. Tommy Gooch, a comedian. It was just amazing, and of course, Frankie Sweets on keyboard, right? Crazy Frankie. Oh yes, crazy Frankie. But um, for them to think you were lip syncing, that was just amazing to me. I cracked up and thought, "Holy crap!" Everybody <laughs> just could not believe how you still sing. Well, it goes to show that, that God is good because he, he has taken care of my voice over all the... I mean, I've been singing for 65 years. And to still hit the notes I did when I was 18 is wow. just uh, amazing. It is. Because all the, all the guys that I grew up with, they're either gone or they're not singing anymore. So many of the artists just can't do it anymore and they're younger than me. And if if I haven't been blessed, I don't know what. It's amazing, and I love your attitude. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So, uh, and, and I, I tell my audience, if I can do this another 75 years, <laughs> I will. In heaven. Yeah, they're all here with me with their <laughs> and oxygen tanks. <laughs> but, but listen, you're going to be doing this forever in heaven. Eternity. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for the duration. Okay, how cool. I have no <clears throat> desire to go anyplace else right now. That uh, I'm happy in what I'm doing. My music's been good to me over the years, and I wouldn't trade it for a wooden leg. You know, so. I, I want to tell you something that I was thinking about recently. Okay, because you you know you mentioned the oldies and all that amazing stuff, and 
you know, when I was growing up, we loved the oldies. That's what we called it, okay? Um, I graduated high school in 79, and we used to have oldies dances at our high school every year. And we would wear uh, poodle skirts and black leather jackets, and it was just an amazing time. So my peers grew up loving the oldies, and W uh, WF. I forget what station, but 98.1, W something, a Philly station, 98.1. They were the oldie station, and they played everything, 50s and 60s. It was unbelievable. Well, about 10 years ago, because, you know, everybody listens to Sirius now, you know, and about 10 years ago, I said, I wonder what they played, and I clicked onto it, and their oldies... I wanted to throw up, Ken. They were playing 1990s, 2000 music. That's oldies now to them. I know. Okay? So it made me really sad. And here's what's so funny about how God works. When I started my radio shows a few years ago, I thought it was going to be all strictly talk shows about addiction, because I wrote a book on addiction. Um, I thought it was going to be, you know, I'm a nutritional health coach. I thought it was going to be about helping people with their nutritional needs. And then all of a sudden, you know, little bits here and there, I started doing some shows with music, doo-wop oldies, and here I am today. And look at, I was actually told by some of the greats, and including you, that I'm keeping the music alive. I never thought in a million years, ever, would I be one of those people able to do it. Well, you're certainly doing it, Jack. But I'm you're so honored. To... <laughs> I'm so honored, because that's how God works. Like, I always had that passion, but never thought it was ever possible, and look. And, and you, just honoring me with your interviews and coming to New Jersey and meeting me, I'm just, I'm still, listen, pinch me, please. Everybody should come up there and meet you. I wish. They don't know what, they don't know what they're missing. All right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so. They have no idea. It's another world. <sighs> so, and it's beautiful. Thank you. So tell everyone, this is, this is what I want to talk about also. When you got the name back, because that blew me away too, that story. Tell everybody that story, because before you tell it, I want to just say this. Like most of us, we're under the impression that once a group starts and it's their name, it's theirs forever. You know, I wouldn't think anything different until I was enlightened by your story. Tell everybody that story. Okay. It was a casino, was a trademark. Gene Hughes was the founder of the trade, uh, the uh, casinos. And in over the years, his, his lawyer uh, used to renew the trademark when it was due well he passed away and the firm neglected to renew it and gene lost it not through any trouble you know his own fault and i seen that happen so i designed a trademark called the casinos then you can tell me goodbye and uh, i gave that to gene but uh, what i did is uh, it covered the group and it covered the song so me and Gene was we got together and we was talking about uh, we're gonna do something like the uh, Righteous Brothers as the two lead singers of the Casinos. Well, it it didn't happen because Gene uh, he died from complications from an automobile accident. 
And uh, when that happened, well, his wife gave me the trademark. Uh, then you can tell the casinos. Then you can tell me goodbye. Well, there was a group in New York that called herself the Casinos. They had no part of the casinos, the original casinos, or anything like that. But they was going out as if they were. And I watched them. And, and my lovely wife just walked in, so she's here with us now. But um, I kept a good close eye on me and her. And a friend of mine called me from New York and said, "Hey, Ken, it looks like uh, they're." They're due for to renew their their trademark. So we watched them and watched them, and we sat here in front of the TV watching TV window with a computer in front of us. And I already signed up and everything, and they had to renew it by midnight. Well, it was one minute after twelve, <laughs> and me and we hit that button as fast as we could, and I got the original trademark back. <laughs> I love and, that story. It's, it's home where it belongs. I mean, and. Uh, <clears throat> It, uh, it's got everybody's name, the original casinos, and as equals owners. They deserve it. And, uh, and, and that's not, a, not only that. You know, the song is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And now uh, I'm I feel that that whole group belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ken, I want you to repeat that because you, you went out for a second. Okay, I, I'm working on, you know, the, the, the song itself is in the Rock and Roll okay. Hall of Fame, but I'm going to work on uh, uh, trying to get the, the whole group inducted into the Hall of Fame oh. because they deserve it with such a wonderful hit record as the, that and stuff like that. I think they all belong there. So that's what I'm going to work on next. So how, how can we help you get there with that? Well, the, people can write too. You know the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that they feel that they, they should be in there, the the, the group, the casinos. Okay. Uh, the the songs there, and uh, of course that uh, John D. Laudermilk is the one that wrote that, so he's I would imagine he's affiliated with the uh, the song in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and but the group the group that. But, it was done so many times. People was trying to make a hit record out of this thing. Even John D. Laudermilk failed tremendously. He wrote the song and not even not even got close to it. And I don't even think it was charted. And uh, when the casinos got a hold of it, well, that's what I said. It's, it it took a rocket ride to number six and stayed ten weeks. You know what an accomplishment for a single song like that. I mean, it, the whole group, I mean, it wasn't for the group. I mean, the song wouldn't be there. So I think they deserve to be in, in the right. hall of uh, rock and okay. roll. Okay, so then, feel that way. then this is our mission. So what you're going to do for me is you're going to have Cindy, who we absolutely love. Cindy's in the house now. Hi, Cindy. Um, she is... Hi, Sin. She is Ken Brady's... Um, let's see, how do I even say this? I don't want to say better half because they... They complement each other, and they're perfectly matched. Um, she keeps him, um, uh, you know, on target. <laughs> so so we're going to do this. Cindy, you're going to get that information to me, how me and my listeners can send information to the Hall of Fame for Ken. Okay? We're going to get yep. this done. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, to get that, yes. Yes. So, um interesting very interesting so um so ken back in the day i want to ask you because you you uh listened to my interview with al Contrera, and we were talking about a little bit about it before this show started back in the day tell me your experiences 
that were similar to his, like with the money, with not getting paid, with all that. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you'd go in and you could do a show, and then when you come out, you know, the guy that promoted it would be gone. I mean, <laughs> like he disappeared off the face of the earth. He wouldn't get paid. And of course, I, I came up in uh, the Cincinnati, Ohio part. You know, he he discussed the mob. Well, we had to sit in Newport, Kentucky. It was all run by uh, the uh, the mob and stuff like that. But they never they never bothered us entertainers. You know, they they owned clubs and stuff like that. Was what their their thing was into the, the money end of it stuff. But uh, they never bothered the entertainers. I knew them all. They they was quite characters. Some of them, uh, some of them would, uh, you know, it was kind of scary, and the other ones looked like it might be your doctor. You know, <laughs> totally, you know. So they were there, and they, they was all ears and everything that they was doing, but um, it wasn't scary to me. I, I got along with all of them, and they had no problems. But, okay. but uh, the thing that is, it's, it's not easy to come up uh, first, first of all, you had so much competition. You know, you'd be walking down the street, and at any corner you would turn, you'd find a group of guys singing, or a group of girls singing. And of course, we used to rehearse in a, in a bowling alley. It was Burgard's bowling alley in Cincinnati had a humongous men's bathroom, and I think they had like fifteen <laughs> urinals. <laughs> and we'd sit in there till. It was daylight. We'd go in there, you know, 7 o'clock at night, and we'd start singing, and it'd be daylight. The next day, we'd still be singing because the echo in that bathroom was so... That's where Larry... Is, I mean, the... Kenny Vance. Uh, Kenny Vance is going to tell you, looking for an echo. That was so neat, you know, because we didn't have a sound equipment. It was all a cappella we were singing. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my gosh, the the, uh, the harmonies was just... Uh, uh, just... It, Goosebumps as big as half a dollars, <laughs> you know. So, and uh, that was the fun thing. But the competition. There was a friend of mine. Ken, I think you're you're breaking up. Uh, I don't know what to. Uh, there was a friend of mine in Cincinnati. Had a little store, and he had racks and racks and racks and racks of forty-five records. Because back in those days, everybody made vinyl records. Right. You'd sing, and of course, everybody didn't uh, make it big. It's uh, the, the radio studios then would, would would pay for everything. You know, you walk in, if they liked how you sang, and they, they thought you would, they could make some money off of it. They put the money up, but uh, you never know what <laughs> what they was going to pay you. You know, Al said all of it. You just didn't know what was going to happen. If you was lucky enough to get a hit record, then you went on and on and on. Then you got agents and stuff like that. And then, of course, the agents some of them was pretty shaky. And uh, so it wasn't an easy task. That's why I say, in order to stay in music, you have to really, your heart has to be really into it. Because I don't know if anybody would take the abuse that we took coming up in this stuff on any any job. Wow. But, yeah, the, the love of music has to be in your heart. You just have, I enjoy every bit of it. I mean, a lot of times, Jerry, when I get on the stage and I'll be singing a song that I really enjoy singing, and I completely lose everything around me. I'm, I'm basically singing to myself because I'm enjoying it. I, uh, I step into a world that there's nobody else in. Wow. And uh, and and I listen to myself, and uh, and, and I... I it sounds crazy, but I enjoy listening to it. Yes. Especially if it's a, a good, strong song, something I really, really get into. Uh, the audience kind of disappears on me. Wow. You know, just, uh, 
until the end of the song, then I know they're there. But it's, it's, it's another world. It's, it, it's hard to explain. It's a hard to be, you have to be a singer to, uh, or some kind of an artist in music to uh, understand what I'm saying about that. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's another place. Well, you know, being a Pisces, okay, my grandson, yeah. my grandson is also a Pisces, and we are a different breed, and, you know, we are very artsy, and, you know, we think out of the box, and nothing makes us happy except what makes us happy. Like, we can't, we can't sit behind a desk and have that kind of a job. It's just not possible for us, and... um he told me this week he definitely wants to go to acting school and, you know, it's going to happen. And, um, you know, I look at you and I think, you know, at, at your age, I'm just going to say that, you know, you're not old to me, but at your age, I mean, you've been doing this a very long time and it's still as incredible now as it was then for you. Oh, I love every minute of it. That's what's so amazing. Yeah, I don't like just sit around not singing. You know, I just I, I, I gotta be singing. I, I have to. It's it's in my blood. Yeah, uh, what I do. And yeah. I hope Vincent makes it because I, I gotta tell you another story. Remember the Don Gotti story? Yes. Go ahead. TV? Well, my son is in that. He's the little short fat cop. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> he, he, was, he was in it. He's not a star or anything. I got the uh, fat cop in there. That is so cool. <laughs> He's not pretty right now. I'm losing you again a little bit, a little bit. Uh, see, he's a war hero. He's, he's my he's my Green Beret son. Okay. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, so he got into the movies. So cool. <laughs> but he said, he, he, he says, Dad, you got to look close. I'm the little, little fat cop. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, he'll love it. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I have a, uh, you know, I have a few connections now, and my grandson looked up some female uh, acting teacher who's willing to give him lessons one on one, and you know, because you know I'm his grandmother, you know what I'm saying. So you know they uh-huh. they want to think they can do it all on their own, which is fine. So I said to him, "Well, that's fine if she's your choice, but you know, I have a lot of connections and." I have a young actor that I'm going to be interviewing. I went to the first uh, red carpet with Backfire, and he was in it, and he was excellent. I said, and I'm going to be interviewing him. He reached out to me. I said, I could always ask him, and he was like, okay. So uh, yesterday, he reached out to me, and I said, "I I have a favor. You know, who was your acting teacher? And he tells me, and it's an hour away, which is fine, Wayne P.A., and I said to my grandson, check out his trailer, the backfire part. I posted it on Facebook. And my grandson called me and said, how do you do this, me mom? Do you know who he is? Do you know the movie he's going to be in? That's my favorite director, the movie he's going to be in. He's going to be incredible. Okay, I'm going to go to his teacher. <laughs> so I said, I said, all right, cool. I said, see, I said, I'll even pay Christian. I said, listen, but it's so funny. Like they, they don't want to ask because they think we're old, and you know, we, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they think we're over the, yeah. over the hill. Yeah. Don't know anything. Yeah, we're not cool. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh my gosh, we've done all this stuff. It's you the know? same stuff we did. They doing it today. That okay. We did when we was kids. <laughs> so now, now, now again, you know, every once in a while, I'm the cool me mom. So today, I am. You know. 
So, <laughs> I want to play. I'm going to play an, uh, another song. Let's do this, baby. Okay. So, I am going to play another song. And I want you to tell everyone about this song, okay? okay. Um, Wisdom of a Fool. Tell everyone. Wisdom of a Fool. That's not mine. That's not yours? No. Hmm. That's not the casinos? No, ma'am. Okay. So, we apologize because... It's okay. <laughs> um, okay. There's so, there's so many songs out there. Do you have my CD sitting close to you? No, I don't. Um, let me ask you this. Well, um, I had Steve help me with this, so we put a couple songs in. So, let me ask you something. It's all over now? Yes. Okay, let's so play that. Because the other one also says it's it's by the casinos. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's play this one. Okay, good. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Tell everyone about that song. That was so beautiful. Well, that's that song is the one that uh, they put on the album. It uh, it, it never made a hit, but because uh, the, the casinos uh, were just uh, one hit wonders, uh, then you can tell me goodbye is the only thing that really made it to the top. The rest of them is uh, put together for you know you put out albums and right. stuff. So we put all the other songs out in an album that uh, didn't get charted as a, as a rank like uh, Then You Can Tell Me Goodbye did. Right. Still beautiful. Yeah. Still beautiful. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we kind of changed the way the artists dressed. If, if you go back in, into the history of the thing, when the casinos hit the tuxedos and, and white shirts and ties. 
Oh. We we look like clean cut kids, <laughs> <laughs> and of course every one of us was as honorary as you can get. But, <laughs> but we uh, we look we look like a church choir really, and uh, and it kind of changed the way people were dressing getting on stage. So it uh, it made a difference. They started cleaning up and brushing their tooth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, to this day, you know, I, I always like to be flashy. I, uh, sometimes. I'm losing you, Ken. I'm losing you. They say some people tell me I look like a fishing lure when I hit hit the stage because I like them flashy jackets. And, and you look incredible. I love to be So, you know. When you leave the stage and everything else, I said, boy, I really like that guy that had that red flashy coat on. No. And I remember who you were with your I, jacket. I love the way you look on stage. Are you kidding? Oh, I, I love to dress up. I just, uh, I'm like a, a, a new kid with uh, new clothes. I love them. In fact, I just ordered some uh, new shirts from uh, England. They're going to be really nice to so. So, um, tell us who some of your favorite artists are, and tell us some of the really amazing artists that you got to meet. Okay, I think, uh, well, I like Frankie Valli. I always did like Frankie Valli. He had such a style, and uh, I never thought that his voice would last as long as it did because of that falsetto, but uh, he he tore him up. I always enjoyed him. I... uh, I like a lot of Elvis Presley stuff. I like uh, mostly. I like his slow, beautiful ballads. Uh, okay. The man did a wonderful job on his slow ballads. And uh, uh, Neil Sedaka. Now, now I met Neil, and he, he's he's such a neat guy. And uh, he wrote all these beautiful songs, not for himself, but for everybody else. I mean, he just got so many smash hits out. I'm losing you, Ken. Uh, Neil Sadaka, he he was a great guy. He, he's got so many hits that he wrote for himself and so many for everybody else, uh, other artists. And, and he's, he's just a, he's a great father and grandfather and all that stuff. So he's, he's cool, dude. I like Neil Sadaka. Oh, that's cool. So, yep. So, who, uh, who have you met? And uh, I had the chance to, the biggest, I think the biggest thrill in music for me was when I sat down and met Nancy Sinatra. Okay. Me and, me and her sat together and, and talked. We talked about her father and, and, and all that stuff. And uh, she was just a neat chick. And then she got up, this was not too long ago. I think I've got her on my wall of fame in there too. Uh, she uh, got up and sang, these boots are made for walking. <laughs> and and uh, all the, the crowd just went crazy when she did that. <laughs> but she's she's such a nice lady, and uh, so that, uh, she don't act anything like her father. But you know, she was a different era, you know, younger group. But but, uh, but she was she was nice. I think she's my favorite of all the people that I've met. I met Dean Martin. Okay. And uh, he, uh, everybody thought he was drunk all the time, but he he drank uh, apple juice. That was apple juice he was drinking. That's so funny. So, all right, we you did share that with me before, but tell us again. I, why did he? All right, so I understand. Like, like it, he was funny, and you know, part of his thing, I guess. But what made him come up with that to act like he was drunk all the time? Well, it was because of the, the funny. You know, people thought it was funny. You know, like 
of the time, and he came running out the back of the stage and jumped on the piano, and the whole piano fell apart and everything else. And, and uh, he, he liked playing a, a drunk. And then he had another fellow that uh, that got come on his show that was probably the best drunk act I've ever seen in my life. I can't remember his name. But he was talking to Dean, and they were sitting in a bar talking, and the guy says, you know, he couldn't hardly talk, couldn't stand up. And, and Dean asked him what he did for a living. He said he was an airplane pilot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it just went over. The, the drunk things he did were just funny to the human race. And, I, and, and But he was okay with everybody thinking he really was a drunk, because everyone did. Yeah. He was okay with it, but he, didn't, uh, he wasn't drunk like that all the no, time. No. Nah, I heard no, he, he didn't really drink much at all. He was a great guy. The, the, the biggest thing he had, see, he didn't want to work constantly. It was Jerry Lewis did. He, he wanted to work every day, and Dean didn't want to do that, and that's what broke him up. Oh. And, yeah, and then, you know, after all those years, I'll never forget on the telethon, Jerry Lewis' telethon, uh, Dean Martin walked out on the stage and and uh, Jerry just just cried silver dollar tears. He was so happy to see him, and and uh, I think that was the last time they was ever together again. So, so wait, I I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jerry I, just that's Jerry, right. Jerry just broke up when yeah. he walked on stage. I think the whole world saw that. Yes. Yes. And he just he cried like a baby. Yes. He was so happy to see Dean because uh, they was great friends. You know when they was coming up, they they. They grew up together. They basically grew up together, and they uh, they had a lot of fun over the years. And then that breakup just like killed them both. So that's they a both shame. Made it on their own. They, right. they, they both went their directions and, and did their thing, and, and was very very successful. Right. So that 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 marathon that Jerry does is just I think uh, the world in for doing that to help them children. Yep, that was amazing. So. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. There's nothing like, he, he told him like it is, you know. In fact, I, I picked that up off of him uh, when I do uh, a benefit. It's like a, I did for a, a young lady down here. She's legally blind. She sees shadows, and she hadn't seen her. She was 26 years old. She hadn't seen her mother and father in 26 years. Wow. She sees shadows, and they come out with these glasses. And they cost $12,000. Oh. And uh, I put on a benefit for her. And uh, I'm standing out in the floor, and people all around and everything. And I said, "Here's my hundred dollars right here," and I dare everybody to match it. And I went around that audience, and I embarrassed them, and just, you know, you know, just like Jerry Lewis did. And I, I got uh, raised twelve thousand dollars to give her glasses for. Her. Oh my god! And, was, and when we went over to pick up her glasses, I put them on, and when I put them on, it looked like a big widescreen TV to me. And she put these glasses on, and the first thing she said to her father, she says, You know, Dad, I didn't know you had so many wrinkles. <laughs> and, uh, so so she could see, you know, and, and, and uh, she wears them. They put her in college, and they, they put her in the back of the room. She couldn't see what's on the blackboard. She couldn't see nothing. And now she says, I don't Again, she's out. They put me. I can see everything. Thanks to you. And I said, "Well, no, no, thanks to me. Thank God that you was able to get these things." So that's right. And that's what we did. So I ended up from the show. You know, you had to go out and make them get it. So I said, "Now get your wife. You're going to all these people here now that you're not going to donate to this cause." Wow. Use your own words. Tell them you're not going to get their bullet. You know, <laughs> <give> bucks. <laughs> I mean, you, would you would you sit there and say, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> no. 
So, uh, yeah, we got $12,000 to get dirt glasses. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Steve uh, just typed something in the chat room. It was Foster Brooks. He was typing. Brooks. He was typing that when you were, when you were talking before. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what that means? Foster Brooks. I know Foster Brooks. Okay. Uh, Foster Brooks. Okay. Well, we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, tell him to type some more. Type some more, Steve. Oh, oh, oh! He was the drunk on Dean Martin. That's what it was. That's the guy. That's Foster so Brooks. cool. That's right. <laughs> and he, hey, he was the greatest drunk in the world. He <laughs> oh, he was tremendous. But you, if you, you'd have to watch this on TV when they did the show. The guy was so drunk, and, and, and Dean Martin, he couldn't help keep from laughing at him. Oh my goodness! He said, you know, when he said he was an airplane, but I had to get. He's going to work right now. I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> airplane <pilot>. Okay. <laughs> And uh, yes, boy, he was drunk too. He didn't look like he was. That's so funny! Oh my goodness, Foster Brooks. I knew that. I knew that name. I couldn't. I couldn't think of who he was, but that's what it was. So, what's going on? What's coming up for you? Are you doing anything? What's happening? No, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm down right now, taking it easy here in Florida, and uh, watching for this hurricane to come up. And uh, oh. I'm not going to do anything till uh, right around October. Okay. Yeah, I'm going up to, uh, i got some shows to do in uh, Michigan Okay. in October. I'm going to try to get over to see you, for sure, if I can. I'm going to okay. do my best to do my most. If I can arrange to get some shows over here someplace, uh, uh, you know, and uh, that way I can come up and I can see you and, and all that stuff. So that's what I'm working on. Okay, What when in October are you going to Michigan? About? Uh... I think it's somewhere around the 19th, I think. Oh, okay. So, um, because I'm just putting it out there, but the Capris will be at the Strand on October 4th. When do we go to uh, October? 19th? Around the 19th or 20th, I'll be up there, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, because Kathy will be in town also the week of the 3rd and 4th. She'll be at the Strand also. Uh, to see the Capris. I didn't know if it would be closer to that. But, so, um, you know, tell me, this is what, this is, I guess, what I want to know from you, okay? Because, I mean, we've talked about so much with all these interviews with you, which have been just incredible to me. But let me ask you something. Um, Back in the day when you guys were singing and you had to find an echo, right? Okay. Because this just blows my mind. Like, all of a sudden, you guys just decided, we're going to just start singing acapella on street corners, blah, blah, blah. We're just doing this for fun. How did you know you needed an echo? I've never, no one's ever well, told me that. <laughs> well, it, it, it just happened. You know, like you, we was in a place, all the groups, it just it, it, in a place that echoed, you said, well, wow, listen to that sound. Okay. So if you went back on a street corner and you sang... It didn't sound the same as what you was when you got that echo inside. Okay. I mean, it was like a sound effect. You know, like you, like we work all the knobs now to get that sound. But it, it was just automatic to you to have that echo around you. Okay. The sound equipment there. Okay, but but here's my question, and this is where I'm going with this. So you guys 
figured out this echo was amazing. All right. But what would happen when you had to perform on an outside stage with no echo? Well, they had, you know, you turned your sound on then, you know, you'd have speakers, sound boards and stuff like that. Then you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get the real, real strong echo like you do in one of those men's bathrooms and stuff, you know, but your, your sound equipment makes it, it fills up for you. Okay. They work your sound equipment, but the inside that bath, I mean, just standing on the corner, it's just kind of blah, you hear each other singing, but when you got in there and you heard the full tremendous sound of that harmony inside gotcha. that, that bathroom and it just made a difference in it but okay. you, you know the harmony's still good on the streets because we, we'd sing and, and we'd, we'd gather crowds just okay. sitting around singing yes beautiful I mean I, amazing you know and I guess that's why wait is that why young people also sang in subways well sure oh sure you get that sound down there Got it. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right. See, I don't know. See, listen, when I hear you guys sing, I don't care if you're in a bathroom or in, you know, on the street corner. To me, it still sounds incredible. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. catch all that. <laughs> well, just imagine doing it for a living and having so yes. much fun, Jerry. Yes. Just, oh, my God. What a way to live. Oh, my goodness. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Incredible. I'd I, I, I do it for another 75 years if I could. Uh, so, I love everybody. All right, so tell, you told us some really like uh, great people you met and all that. Mm-hmm. I, tell us like some of the most, um, I don't want to use certain words, but uh, different, uh, maybe a different kind of an encounter <laughs> with famous people that didn't go so well. Maybe something like that. Yeah, well, one, I don't know if I could name well, names. Well, don't name names if they're alive, but I'm just saying, like, tell me, <laughs> like, a story, you know? Well, there was a piano player that did rock and roll, and he was just as nasty as I don't know what. He'd come in, and his, his group that he'd come in with would be down one end of the stage, and he'd be down the other. They didn't want anything to do with him oh. and, and stuff like that. So I, I ran in, and there was a lot of them like that. First of all, you know, I can't stand anybody that's head swelled up over this because God gave us a gift that's nothing special for us. You know, we got a gift, and, and, and our job is to share this gift with the public. Yes. And that's what we do. So for people to have a swelled head, you know, sometimes you run into them, you have to open both doors to get them in the building. <laughs> and uh, I can't stand that. You know, yeah, I put my pants on just like everybody else. There's nothing special about Ken Brady. I'm just allowed, I'm able to sing where a lot of people can't. And so uh, it's, it's a gift I was given, and and I and I share it with folks, and, and I enjoy doing that. There's nothing you'll never see a big head on me, honey, <laughs> ever. I'll go into the nastiest, dirtiest, filthiest honky tonk as long as we're going to sing. You know, I love that about you because I, you know, I feel like I'm the same way. You know, I'm I'm a poker player, and that's where that thing in the poem. Let me let everybody know about that. So I'm a poker player, guys. I'm a poker dealer, and I owned a poker league called Ms. Night Owl Poker all over Mercer County and a couple other counties for about ten years. So when Ken first called me, I still had the poker league. So when he said the word casinos, that's why my mind went to, you know, okay, poker. What casino, Ken, you know? So anyway, um, 
you know, I, I go to casinos often and not often. I shouldn't say that. Honestly, if I go to Parks Casino, maybe once every three months now because I'm just so busy. Um, but I love uh, all the maintenance people. Like, I love them. I hug them and they know me. And I don't ever want to not be that person. I don't ever want to stop being that person. And I say this all the time, and I wish everyone could get this. Do you know the most important jobs, if you think it through, right, are nurses. I don't even say doctors at this point. I say nurses because they do all the work for the doctors. Teachers, because without teachers, no one would know how to become anything. And maintenance people, garbage men, right? All that. Every job. Okay, think about it. We need those three jobs pretty much more than most. And to disrespect those people just really, really bothers me. But as far as a swelled head, I don't see that ever happening with you. And, I, you know, you honored me, man. When you called me that day, I just almost fell off my chair. And I just love That's you. Funny, that funny. is just the truth. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about the nurses one time. I was very, very ill. In fact, I was basically on my deathbed. And uh, uh, this little nurse, no matter where she was, on the sixth floor when I was on the third, she come down every day to see how I was doing. Uh. And then when she worked my floor, she come in and checked on me vigorously. Well, this doctor come in, and he was raising cane with her, and I said, hold it right there. You do not talk to that lady like that. Get out of my room and don't ever come back. I fired him. <gasps> Beautiful. I fired him. And uh, I got another doctor. I'll never forget. His name was Dr. Lee. And I was his very last surgery. He retired after that, but he saved my life. He went inside me, and I was having very bad bowel blockages and stuff. Oh, wow. And uh, the very first one where I lost years ago 60% of my stomach from ulcers, that doctor put an extra loop in my bowel. And he's seen this. And he says, Kenny, he says, I've seen something I've never seen before. He says, I took a chance and took it out. And that basically saved my life. Now I can eat anything that would eat me first. And uh, and my health is good. In fact, I just got to clean a bill of health uh, the other day. All my blood pressure's down. I'm not taking my blood pressure medicine. I'm not taking my sugar medicine. Anything. Everything's perfect. And uh, the doctor told me, he said, if your sugar or anything goes up, take one. But other than that, don't take it regular. So I'm good. So I'm- I've, I've lost uh, about 25 pounds. I'm so happy to hear that because I got a text from Cindy and she thanked me for talking to you about eating better. Yeah, she said. She, she did. She just said, yeah, eat, she's got me eating healthy. <laughs> I'm cracked up. I'm so happy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, with her, you got to do as you're told or else. <laughs> you know, but, but all kidding aside, all kidding aside, Ken, you know, God saved you that day for a reason. And... For lots of reasons, and one of them was to meet me. Yes, it was. Okay, and, uh, we're, we're we're on a path, and uh, and I'm so so thrilled that, uh, uh, that this is the path that I took. And uh, I met more friends in New Jersey, and, and, and you, a special, and uh, and that's uh, that's that's what this is all about. But I mean, he, I mean, it was special for me. He did this for me, so I would get to meet you. Mm. That's what I mean. Well, you know. Like, I, I just can't even tell you, meeting you, what that meant to me. It's unbelievable, you know? I love you. You're incredible. Well, we, we both feel the same. Uh, and, uh, and that's where it's going to stay forever. Forever, baby. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so uh, I wouldn't trade you or or Cindy here for a wooden leg. <laughs> I love you. So I got two wonderful ladies in my life now, and I just uh-huh. thrilled to death. So let's give a shout out to you know who Pablo, baby. Hey, Pablo, what's up, baby? Let's give a he's shout a, out. He's doing okay. He's been out singing. I watched him singing the other day. Okay. And uh, so he's, he's he's staying active, and his wife's doing much better now since she broke her arm. Okay. And uh, I told her no more skydiving. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's not allowed to ride his bicycles anymore. <laughs> Aw. Pa- it's because of Pablo we met. I love you, Pablo. Um, Pablo's cool people. Pablo's cool. So Pablo's Reyes, Papo. If you guys check him out on Facebook... You'll, you'll see all his videos from his living room. He's dressed to the nines, and then he throws you a kiss. So he's I awesome. A kiss every time. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. So. If you need entertainment, loves and kisses, turn on <laughs> So, um, we're coming to the close of the show soon. Um, first of all, I want to, again, thank you. You know that. You know how I feel about you. Um, well, thank you for having me on. Oh, Mary. come on. Um, you're going to be back on, though, with another guest. Tell everyone about that. Okay, a dear friend of mine, he's one of the two original Drifters left. His, uh, his hit record with the Drifters was Itchy Twitchy Feeling. His name is Bobby Hendrick. And he's going to be on the show with us. We're going to interview Bobby and stuff. I've known Bobby for many, many years. And uh, he's such a pleasant man. Uh, when you hear him talk, you understand what I'm talking about. He's just such friendly. And, and uh, he's a very religious man also, Jerry. Yes. And and uh, so he knows why he is where he is and, 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 and stuff. So he's going to be a lot of fun. He, we're going to take him back way back in time. I mean, the guys, he's a little old. I think Bobby is like 78. Okay. So he um, he's going to go way back uh, with the stories about the drifters and things for us. So, and uh, we'll have some fun with that. That's going to be a good show. Yep. So I want to let everyone out there know, um, yeah. hopefully October 9th on Remember Then Radio, he'll be able to be our guest. And Ken is going to join us to, you know, help him out a little bit with his memory. And yeah. it's going to be an amazing, incredible show. Um, yes, I can't wait for that. So... <laughs> What would you like to tell everyone out there before we close? And we're going to close with your song, of course. I opened with it, and we're going to close with it. Then you can tell me goodbye. But what would you like to say to everybody out there? Just uh, uh, keep the music alive. Listen to the oldies. Uh, you know, I was doing the uh, the oldies when they were newies. <laughs> so they've been around a long time. They still make a lot of sense. It's good music. Listen to this. Remember then radio right. every time you can. Just because <laughs> it's it's educational and it's fun. And uh, so that's better. God okay. bless all of you. And, and, and thanks for having me on this show. I really enjoy talking to you. <laughs> this is so great, and I can't wait till October. I love you. And let's close out with. Then you can tell me goodbye, everybody.
with a morning kiss Soften my dreams with your sight Tell me you love me for a million years Then if it don't work out Then if it don't work out Then you can tell me goodbye Don't worry. 